0: Hello everybody. Welcome to uh, Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series that we're doing called You Have the Words, uh, although we're actually sort of, um, we're, we're doing that series, but this weekend is Biker's Blessing Weekend, and and so we, we just called it Biker's Blessing, I think, uh, 2015 is where we're at, and uh, I just thought rather than try and come up with multiple messages, I would just do a biker's message and just make everybody listen to it. And uh, it just so happened that it worked right into the series that we were doing. Isn't that cool how God is like that? And uh, we've been looking at things that Jesus has said and uh, and and talking about them, and I've done that for a couple of reasons. I, I, it's very important to look at the things that Jesus says, but also um, I'm, I'm sort of sharing with you what I think is an, an excellent devotional tool for you to have where you um, well, you read Scripture and you, you sort of narrow in on a verse or two in a passage and you just think on it for a while. And uh, what I'm showing you is what like a, a week-long thought process would be on the process. I think a week is a good time to meditate on a Scripture, although I have some that I, I still think about and I have thought about for years that stay in my brain. Um, you know, people ask me about that. One verse like that is, is that, that verse in John 5, do you want to get well? I think about that all the time. Uh, it, uh, regularly throughout the week, I, that, that verse will pop into my mind, think about what that means, what Jesus was asking, what that looks like. So you might have some verses that stick with you like that, but um, I like to take verses like this and they'll, uh, I'll, I'll, in my reading somewhere, and rather than just kind of move right through it, I'll say, okay, let me think about that and just kind of dwell on it ask God to help me use my holy imagination to figure out what's going on at least to get some different ways of looking at it and not just assume I know everything and and kinda really dig into it and I think we learn a lot doing that way and so this series has been a lot about that sort of looking at something Jesus said talking about it so you can see that thought process and what that looks like and hopefully along the way we learn some things how we're supposed to be living and what that looks like and uh, so today we're gonna we're gonna again look at something that Jesus had to say actually gonna focus in on I am the way the truth and the life and what that means uh, and uh, gonna share with you about that a little bit but uh, that's my intro transition there's always a bad joke or a thought or something I had a couple and anything's gonna be better than last week I think but you never know this was something I I saw that I thought was pretty good give a person a fish and you feed them for a day teach a person to use Facebook and they won't bother you for weeks, months, maybe even years. <laughs> we did a thing while we were at Willow on social media, how they use it. Fascinating statistics. I, I don't have time. Uh, then, then I never even thought about it. Do you know the... because the, uh, I thought this was interesting. Facebook, you know the biggest group of users in Facebook who they are? It's not kids by a long shot. It's women 55 to 65 years of age. That's the number one users of Facebook. The kids have all left Facebook. They're on Instagram. So, fascinating thought. Why? They think it's the whole grandma thing is in that sort of range and they're checking on their grandkids and stuff. So they're the number one users of Facebook. Just a... I don't know why I threw that in there but I did. Instagram for with the kids. Twitter is... Uh, Males between 25 and 35, number one group for that. Not that everybody doesn't use this stuff, but still. There you go. Anyway, uh, back to another bad thought joke thing. Teenager loses a contact lens while playing basketball in his driveway. He looks around for it, can't find it, goes to his mother and says, Hey, the, the lens is nowhere to be found. The mom sort of looks at him and she goes outside and in a few minutes she returns with the contact lens in her hands. She goes, "Mom, the, the teenager says to, him, says to her, Mom, how in the world did you find it? And she said, well, we weren't looking for the same thing. You were looking for a small piece of plastic. I was looking for $150. (laughs) Perspective, right? I like that. So those weren't really jokes, kind of thoughts. Scripture reading, here we go. Moving back into where we need to go. John 14, verse 1 and following. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. So I want to look at that verse and kind of think about that and how it relates to the whole bikers uh, thing this weekend, which I think it does. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now when he says that, um, what, what I sort of, my takeaway on that verse, is a lot of things that are going on in that verse, but um, I, I really feel, you know, way, truth, life, that, that he, you know, he's talking about, and we've looked at this, the full and abundant life that we can have in him. And, and that, you know, this life in him um, is, is really, it's an adventure. Uh, it's a journey. And, and we need to approach life like that, um, that. That there's more to this than we often sort of settle into and that um, it's an amazing life that God calls us to in Christ it's an amazing life it's uh, and it should be one that that feels like a, like an adventure like a journey it's a life of purpose it's a life of mission um, and and uh, you know the, the deal wasn't ever just to kind of get us saved and then you know we just kind of go okay well I'm in and that's all I got to do it's it's life that comes from um, being his child and living by trying to do the next right thing and all that that means And so um, what I thought I'd do because it's Biker's Blessing Weekend is I would sort of look at life as an adventure and sort of make some um, discussions about my own personal motorcycle experiences and compare life and riding a motorcycle. And and let me tell you that um, I I, I did my motorcycle riding when I was younger um, and uh, I enjoyed it but um, I haven't ridden a a motorcycle for some time now. But uh, it it was fun at at the point in time that I was uh, riding it and and so I want to talk about that. And and so my first point, you know, I'm thinking life and motorcycle and what all that looks like. My first point is this, is that sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's fun. I'm talking about both life and motorcycle riding. So all these points will apply to both. one of the things, you know, when I'm spending time with the Lord in the mornings, uh, which is part of my normal routine, and I have, uh, you know, prayers that I do and readings that I do and, and things that I do, but I also make sure that at the at the end of my time, I always take time just to sit quietly before the Lord and listen. And um, I always think about, you know, um, the whole Elijah thing in the cave and and, you know it wasn't in the earthquake and the fire and all this stuff the Lord spoke to him in a gentle whisper so I I try and get quiet and just listen and see if I feel like the Lord's impressing anything on me which I I believe he does um, from time to time it's not it's not an audible thing it's just something that I feel uh, you know that that he's impressing me and 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 one of the things that often I feel he impresses on me is to remember that day to enjoy the ride that's exactly how I get it don't forget to enjoy the ride because I don't know about you but I can get really busy um, I can get a little stressed sometimes a little anxious I can get sort of caught up in the events of the day things that are happening plans and all the stuff that needs to go on and um, I can forget all about you know enjoying the ride and and if when I go through days uh, or a day like that uh, you know then I re- it's kind of a loss of day I might have gotten all sorts of stuff accomplished but I haven't stopped to really think about it and what was going on and, and to see if there's enjoyment to be had in it I've kind of missed that day. Psalm one eighteen twenty four says that this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we, you know, sometimes life is fun, should be fun, like riding a motorcycle. Now my motorcycle adventure started when I was 19. Uh, it was fun, my motorcycle was, it was fun, it was fast, uh, you know, fairly fast. Uh, I, I lived down here, it was good to ride in the Keys, um, very kind of freeing, you know, riding down the roads with the... You can see the ocean and everything. It's pretty, pretty interesting, fascinating place to ride. Uh, and this would have been, you know, a long time ago now, not as much traffic as there is now. Uh, so, because I'm 54 now, in the 19, so 1979. The keys were a lot different in 1979 than they are now, 1980, 81. Anyway, uh, I would take my wife, Alice, for rides with me on the motorcycle, but she was very funny about the motorcycle. She was a little frightened of it, so... Uh, we were living up on Duck Key at the time, working up there and living in a little tiny place. Um, so she wouldn't let me leave the island when uh, we were on the motorcycle together and she wouldn't let me go over five miles an hour. <laughs> Those are the two rules. I could barely keep it moving and, and stable and, uh, and, and yet, um, you know, uh, it was... Uh, she held on, you know, real tight, so it was still fun. It was good. and, and uh, and life's supposed to be like that, you know. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I think we forget it. We get so busy, we miss the good stuff. And, and you know, even if you, even if you got to hold on real tight, you should still try and enjoy life, because it's part of the process. So sometimes it's, it's funny. God created this world for us to enjoy. I, I think we miss that sometimes. You know, it's not, it's not. It shouldn't be the absolute pursuit of our life. But we, we have to remember that God did some things that are obviously done for us and for our joy. You know, like um, living out here, colors. God didn't have to create things in color. Uh, that was strictly for us. Uh, it could all be black and white. Really, you know, I mean, it doesn't need to be these vibrant uh, you know you look at the ocean like and it changes like everyday colors you know it, it that's for our benefit so we can stop and enjoy it sunsets didn't need to look the way that they did they you know the, and hitting the clouds and having the effects that they have you know with the water vapors and all the stuff that we see uh, um, you know I, 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 I believe was sincerely for our enjoyment it makes you look and stop and go wow he didn't have to do any of that I think about um, taste um, and particularly food It didn't have to have taste for us. We would have had to eat something to sustain ourselves, and and uh, how how cool is it that God decided to make it taste good too? Uh, uh, You know, I I, you think about that. He could have just had to subsist on you know, I don't want to offend anybody like tofu, and um, no offense, I'll eat some tofu if it's done right. You know, soak it in buffalo wing sauce or something. You know whatever you got to do a little ranch you can pretty much eat anything with some ranch or some cheese on it whatever you got to do but you get the idea God created taste and so many things like that he created for us because he does want us to enjoy life I think it's a part of the process just like the psalmist said it's a part of it that, that should happen so we, we have to enjoy the ride where we can now having said that I also want to say this B. sometimes it's hard life is hard so sometimes riding a motorcycle as a young couple living here in the keys like i said we were on duck key um there came a point in time i used to work nights and I, I worked in the in the bar business and stuff i thought you know i just i need to change and so i took a job um up in miami and i decided that the smartest thing for me to be would i be drive up there and work and then drive back every day uh, and um but i'm you know it's not it's 19 you don't really think things out uh, and so we had a car Um, But we also had this motorcycle. car was going to be expensive driving a couple hundred miles round trip every day, so the motorcycle seemed like the obvious choice. And uh, and then, you know, and then the reality began to set in as I started getting on the motorcycle, and the weather changed a little bit, and uh, I'd have to leave at about 4 in the morning on this motorcycle pitch black. Um, And um, I don't know if you've ever driven on a motorcycle before, but if it's not warm outside, a motorcycle can be one of the coldest places on Earth and if you add into that that you're a little tired anyway because you probably haven't slept because you've just driven back and forth and you've worked all day and you're making a cycle of that Um, and it's not good to get sleepy on a motorcycle even when you're cold you think how can that happen? It can. Um, And uh, I'd be tired. People... um, uh, I gotta be careful I say it. Sometimes drivers aren't that good at what they do and uh, that can be an issue as well and so um, it was very hard. I would tell you, I remember that time as being very, very difficult um, season in my life. It was hard. It was tiring. Uh, it was frustrating. Uh, and and I think life can be like that sometimes too. S- situations can get hard. Things might not go the way that I want. You can sort of get cold and tired and feeling like people are actually aiming to hurt you at points like that in life. Um, you, you just... Some of those times are going on. You don't even feel like getting out of bed, really. Um, but you know, I, 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 it's a, it's a, I need to tell you, it's a season. It's not, you know, what you were created for, particularly eternally. Um, the psalmist wrote this in Psalm 30. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I like that verse. So, you know, you might be going through something hard, but you've got to remember it's it's not always the way it is. I meet some people sometimes that just sort of have this picture of life as being this real long, hard, nothing good kind of process and and, uh, that's a lie and I don't want you to buy into that. So that's another thing. I think we're there the same. C, um, life and motorcycle riding sometimes can be a little overwhelming. Anybody ever feel a little overwhelmed in life? Uh, When I was riding a motorcycle Sometimes I found some things to be overwhelming. I, again, this would be a motorcycle experience that I never really overcame, particularly the first time that ever happened. Um, you know the metal grates that they used to have in the road near the drawbridges down here? Um, they have these metal grates. And um, I, if your motorcycle's tires aren't quite wide enough or whatever, that's a horrifying experience because the whole thing does this all the way through. I didn't know that first time I ever hit one of those at a high rate of speed. and. Uh, I would have to tell you it was quite overwhelming because I, I had this thought of going down on those metal grates and it wasn't, I mean, I don't, didn't want to go down on the concrete either, but that would have been worse. And I remember just that feeling uh, of being completely overwhelmed. Um, another time on my motorcycle, the, uh, the rear tire blew out on me driving down the road. And uh, I'm driving down the road like this, and all of a sudden, and I wasn't sure what happened, but all of a sudden, I realized I was going down the road like this. That rear end of that bike, just kind of very scary, uh, as you can imagine. Um, uh, But you know, I survived that. And then um, I had a friend come over one time, a few years after I hadn't ridden a motorcycle for a while, because of experiences like that rear tire. Uh, He showed up with his motorcycle, and you know, I think I was probably 25, 26 at this point in time, you know, still pretty young and gung ho. And so, Man, really, I haven't driven on a bike for a while. Can I take you a bike for a run? And he said, Sure. So it'd been a little while since so I'd been on a bike. And his, his bike was a little bigger than mine. And so I, uh, I, I put it down the end of my street and turn off. And uh, at the time, I, I got onto Kedir Boulevard. And I thought, Well, let me just see what this can do. And I goosed it. And, and uh, I wasn't ready for what happened. I don't know if you've ever ridden a motorcycle or not. But when I goosed it, my, I slipped off the bike. I slid all the way down the seat, there was nothing on the back, I was hanging on by I don't know how to this day I was hanging on, I just remember going ah! and I was trying to get it to stop, not fall over, it's my, I'm thinking the bike's gonna come out from underneath me, my friend's not gonna be happy, what's gonna happen to me? It was, a, it was just one of those completely out of control, well, I was completely out of control with everything that was going on. And I think, am looking back, that the things that overwhelm me on a motorcycle the same things that tend to overwhelm me on life and it's ultimately always control issues. Uh, I I often get start to think I'm in control when the reality is I'm really not in control much at all. God is in control. And um, there's something about that realization that can be very helpful um, in, in understanding that God's in control and I'm not. Proverbs 69 In his heart a man plans his course but the Lord determines his steps. So the reality is you know I'm really not in control. And that brings me to second point Uh, which is this, to really enjoy it, talking about life and motorcycle riding, you need a good example. You need a good example. Now, here's a story about me. Um, When I decided I wanted to ride a motorcycle, again I was 19. Um, When I was 19 I was pretty confident I knew just about everything in life. And uh, I was just one of those young people. Um, And uh, I had never ridden a motorcycle before. But I got this idea that I wanted a motorcycle and by golly, I was going to get a motorcycle. So I had some friends drive me from here up to Homestead. And they uh, said, just drop me off, I'm going to get a motorcycle. Never thought about anything else, just get a motorcycle. Dropped me off, at Saddam. there was a motorcycle dealer up there, went in, looked around, uh, bought a motorcycle on the spot and uh, bought a helmet and uh, uh, I had never ridden a motorcycle before. I, I knew how um, I, I had. I could drive a stick shift. I figured, what's, what's the, if I can do that, what's, what's the difference? I figured I had the, you ever th- I thought I could drive anything. Ever? Yeah, m- maybe none of you are like this. Um, and, they, and, and they told me, you know, it's one down and four up or five up or whatever it was. I said, okay, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> put the helmet on. Started it. Up, and uh, I spent the next, I don't know, hour almost killing myself in homestead because I kept stalling the bike. And I took it right off the show floor, right out onto the highway thinking I was going to go home, that this should be nothing, you know, and it's, it's like anything else. Once you figure it out, it's, you, you can do it anywhere. But when you haven't done it, figuring it out is kind of an issue. And, and uh, I can remember being stuck in an intersection and couldn't get the bike started and, and like everybody in the world was honking at me at that moment, which really doesn't help. Do you know that? If you see someone stuck, uh, honking at them will not help that situation because they don't want to be stuck either normally right I mean you if they fall asleep or something I get maybe honking but but so everybody's honking and I, I'm trying to get the bike going and uh, anyway I finally uh, I finally did get it started and uh, started running down the road that's when I encountered my first metal grate it's just sheer I look back in it and I think sheer stupidity um, along the journey and uh, I realized it was this stubborn thing that I had. And I have a name for it. I figured out over time this name for this activity. I wish I could tell you I never did it again, or still, but I have uh, figured it out to the point where I've named it. It's called My Way Itis. My Way Itis always gets me in trouble, um, it causes me to make a lot of bad mistakes. It's, it has no lasting joy in it whatsoever and I always end up hurting people really badly when I get stuck in my way just, because it's a completely selfish way of living so not only can I hurt myself I can hurt a lot of other people in the process and, and um, see what I really should have done was get advice from somebody who had ridden a motorcycle you know I could, have told the, I could have told the person selling me the bike I've never ridden a motorcycle before you know five minutes of instruction would probably save me um, from all sorts of stuff, but I just thought I could do it without any help. That's when I think uh, this this analogy with life kicks in again because I need an example for what this life looks like too. And, and uh, the best example for life is Jesus. So, you know, God, he came, fully God, fully man, and lived among us, and he did it to show us what he'd intended all along. You know, Jesus was a picture of what God intended humanity to be. He lived it. He... Uh, he walked it out before us, and it's recorded for us so we can see what he did. He's, he's the way, the truth, and the life. I, the real life is never going to be in my way. It's always going to be in his way. You know, one of the verses we've looked at time and, and time again over the last few weeks, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So life is found in him, um, and, and we have to remember that. And you know, he, he walked among us. Um, I, I, I fully believe he enjoyed life that the time that he had with his disciples there was fun in the process and, and uh, that he experienced the full range of emotion that we experience he obviously went through some very hard stuff, he, you know, he went through betrayal and rejection um, uh, pain, um, uh, you know, some, some, some very hard things uh, he was obviously overwhelmed in the garden, we see him overwhelmed to the point of sweating blood so he, he experienced all these things in life and yet he knew what his purpose and his mission was and, and he loved us so much that he was willing to go to the cross on our behalf paying for our sin uh, defeating death and rising up so that, that we can experience life now and forever with him because life is found in him and, and you know, saying all that is, is this if you've, if you've never connected to him you need to um, making Jesus and asking Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our life is, is where we find life, real life and if you've never done it, I encourage you do it. It's it's where we find life. He shows us how to live this life. He encourages us to live it well. And and that it's it's bigger than us and it's better than than when we're living it just for us and and um um he wants us to enjoy the ride. I get that out of I am the way the truth and the life. I really feel that. He he says, you know, if you if when you get this, um that's where you begin to experience the fullness of life. And you know, it's not always all hippie, rah, rah, yay. The other stuff goes along with it. But um, the idea is that we understand that there's purpose to it and meaning behind it and that it's worth living. And that's the kind of life that he wants us to live. So uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. If you're watching my video or on TV, thank you for doing that. We appreciate you doing it. And uh, we'd love for you to visit when you get a chance to come and see us. What we're going to do here is we're going to move into our extended worship time. This evening, I hope you'll stay for that. We're going to have a great time tonight, just hanging out in the presence of the Lord. But if you need to go, I get that too. But I do want everybody to be able to stand up and stretch your legs regardless of what's happening. And we're going to get you standing by taking up our offering. So why don't you uh, please stand with me